Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I want to start with this. Is it not the worst when you do a podcast for an hour and then it turns out you get an email saying that it it didn't upload, that we have to scratch it and we have to do it again. Now, here's what's interesting because we did a podcast episode um, virtual and uh, it was a great episode um, and we had to throw it away because it didn't fully upload. So fixed mindset, fuck, wasted my time. John Kim production, his, his, I'm never going to work with him again, blah, blah, blah. Um, but uh, Francesca uh, and, and also I, we have a growth mindset. So we said, okay, maybe it's a sign to do it differently. And so I said, why don't we just do it in person? I happen to be in Idlewild. This is our uh, retreat house um, for a work getaway uh, for a couple of days. Do you want to meet me here? And of course she said, of course, 100%. It actually came up at the end of the podcast. You were talking about wanting to do lives more. And I was like, you could have just asked me and I would have done that. And then. So (laughs) one of the things I'm trying to manifest, we're going to talk uh, about everything under the the umbrella of uh, visualization, uh, reprogramming, manifesting, uh, all through the door of breath work and hypnosis. Um, but before we get into to, to, to that stuff, uh, one of the things that I want for myself um, is to do more in-person podcasts because uh, I live such a lonely life where I'm pretty much by myself as a writer and someone who is, you know, always doing this. So um, as you're here with me now doing it in person, I'm just realizing that what I wanted is actually happening. You manifested it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, where should we start? Let's. So she just gave me a. Um, she Francesca. Am I saying your name right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, soft C. So I'm I'm notorious for butchering names, and so I'm glad you said Soft C because now before I say your name, I insert that instruction. And it comes out okay, <laughs> or else I would be calling you um, a, a lot of things that are not your name. But uh, she just took me through. Um, was it 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minute. It felt longer actually, which is great. A 30 minute hypno breath work session. So I want you to tell us, um, what is it? What is hypno breath work? It's something that, uh, you coined and what's the difference between what you did to me versus regular breath work. And then we'll get into your story. So hypno breathwork is a really progressive cutting edge modality that blends hypnosis, breathwork, and visioning. So we use the breathwork to really clear any suppressed emotions or stagnant energy. And then we use the hypnosis to reprogram and rewire those subconscious limiting beliefs. And then we have the visioning so that people can really mentally rehearse who it is that they want to become and have that mental clarity and next action steps. So what's the difference between, you know, on the toilet, visualizing what you want for yourself, right? So without the breath work, without the, um, just a lot of visualization, I think a lot of people, um, 
they just they visualize a lot, right? In bed before going to bed in the morning. Um, what's what's the difference between that and actually doing it via breath? So doing the breath work actually gets you into deep theta states where your brain waves are more suggestible mm -hmm. and where it will actually stick what it is that you want to see. It also allows you to have downloads come through you versus you kind of creating the image. And then the other part of our process is we want to really eradicate the subconscious blocks. So a lot of times we say we want something, but there's an old story that's living in our mind, that's living in our body, that's really blocking us or preventing us from doing that. So this process allows us to get into deep data, reprogram the block, and then visualize so that we're really changing our energy and attracting what it is that we want. Talk about the theta state. Um, this is something that you know I've heard, and I'm sure uh, you guys have heard many times. Uh, Joe Dispenza talks a lot about right? The brain state, mm -hmm. uh, brain waves, um, tapping into that as kind of a primer. Yeah. And, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the way that it works is uh, because most of us are in fight or flight. Most of us are, we kind of live in panic mode, uh, a, lot of it, a lot of it from traumas or what's happening in our lives, a lot of it from our distorted thinking. The state that we're in usually is worry, dread, lower, lower frequency. It, it, it's not open to um, attracting and creation, instead, it's fight or flight. It's protection mode. Uh, you're constricting instead of expanding, right? And so does, does being in a theta state through breath lay the soil mm. for attracting or manifesting or create, creating? Yeah, so we're primarily in alpha beta states throughout the day. And mm -hmm. whether that's worry or that's just a highly thinking, logical, analytical state. And what that does is because of all of our conditioning and protective barriers and defense mechanisms and ego. A lot of times when we hear something, we'll negate it through just that primal state that we're in. And so in order for something to really penetrate our subconscious, we have to get into more of a dreamlike, slow yeah. brainwave. And so when you, what you'll see in hypnotherapy is sometimes it'll take two hours for a session because they're having you, you know, see the beach and mm -hmm. see the waves and mm -hmm. going up the stairs and the elevator. But the interesting thing about breath work is when you do this two-part inhale, one-part exhale, it's so active, it's so effective, it's so fast that when we would track our brainwaves through an EEG headband, we saw that within four minutes alone, four minutes we were dropping mm. into theta. Even with meditation sometimes, you know, it can take 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're still oscillating because you'll start to have thoughts and you'll see your to-do list. But with this active breathing pattern, you just drop in faster. Yeah. And so what she means by active is, you know, you're not just sitting there um, um, passively breathing. You are uh, deep breathing. So belly, chest, and exhaling, belly, chest, exhaling uh, through music and it's guided. What I felt was um, a lot of tingling. So you feel tingling in the neck, you feel kind of like tingling in your hands. Uh, and that's super helpful because at, at least you know that something is happening, right? And so for me, when she was guiding me through um, past childhood, uh, she did this exercise um, with my dad and, you know, me as a kid, which actually brought up some tears. Um, and then visualizing, you know, past failures, um, you start to feel things in your body, you know? Um, you start to, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this, the goal is to actually feel, not just see, because the imprint is in the feeling, the emotion, not mm -hmm. just having big visions. Yeah, exactly. So we want to get to the root. 
We want to get to the root of the emotion. We want to get to the source of the trigger that's mm-hmm. really causing that behavior pattern. And once you release that, you start to dissipate it. You start to dissipate the emotional charge. And therefore, you can create change. You can respond differently. You can choose differently without feeling like you're swimming against the current because you're no longer confined to this imprint in your nervous system, but you've actually released some of the emotion. You can expand your mind to a new vision, a new future. So this isn't like, okay, you do breath work, a hypno breath work, um, you are reprogramming, you are in, uh, visualizing, and then it's not like tomorrow you win the lottery. It's not like tomorrow suddenly, you know, your phone starts ringing or the person that you are in love with is now in love with you. It, it I don't know, maybe, but it seems like what happens is you have a sharper radar for things that you didn't see. It seems like what happens is, um, you know, we're talking a lot about intuition, your, yeah. your intuition, you trust yeah. your intuition more, it's loud instead of, instead of the quiet whisper. It seems like what happens is um, doors, you know, I mean, but there is serendipity, there is uh, doors possibly opening or you connecting dots that you didn't see. And then of course, there is hard work, of course, it doesn't take away, because I don't want people to think that what you're doing is magical in the sense that you're waving a magic wand and suddenly, you know, Ferraris appear in your garage. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. The foundation of our practice is intuitive action. Mm -hmm. So the hypno breath word gets you access to your intuition and then it's really on you to execute. And when you start to take intuitive action and you do it daily and it compounds, now you're starting to co-create with the universe. You're more attuned. You're more, you're more present to opportunities that start to come your way. You start to feel it in your body when you need to say the thing, email the person, do the collaboration, whatever that looks like. And then you're just setting yourself up for more opportunities, for more success. So the breath is really a bridge from the conscious and the subconscious mind. The breath is a clear line into that intuition. And you'll start to notice little pings like, oh, I should text that person. I should reach out. I should go say hi. Mm-hmm. And when you have the courage because you've mentally rehearsed it in a subconscious state, you're no longer plagued by the fear and the doubt. You actually make those opportunities come to life. And honestly, it happens pretty rapidly. So let's get into um, an example of how it happened, uh, which is your story. How did you find all this? Um, how did it change your life? And also give us some examples of miracles, of serendipity, of things happening. and. I want to open with your book, which is a great story. And uh, so she recently just wrote a book. It's going to be out in uh, fall 2024. What is it called? It's called Unblock Your Purpose. Mm -hmm. And it is a serendipitous story Mm -hmm. because um, my background is basically that I was a former New Yorker. I used to work in corporate big advertising agency called Anomaly. I was an account director on Google Marriott and basically just burnt out of that life and wasn't fulfilled and found myself on a deep spiritual sabbatical. And one of the books on that sabbatical that radically changed my life was called Living in the Light. 
by Shakti Gawain. And in that book, she talks about balancing your masculine and your feminine, which basically means leading with your feminine, which is your intuition. So we're talking about energy. We're not talking about gender, right? So Correct. describe a little Correct. bit about masculine energy and feminine energy. So feminine is that flow. It's that surrender. It's that deep inner knowing. It's that soft place, that gentle place within you. And when you listen to that voice, when you listen to that inner guidance, that's really leading with your feminine. And then the masculine is the more direct. It's the more action oriented. It's the more leadership. And so what Shakti Gawain says is you want to lead with your feminine, which is your intuition, and then follow with your masculine, which is the action. So she introduced me to this concept of acting on your intuition. And so I would tune into my body way before I discovered breath work and it would say, you know, this feels good, this doesn't feel good. And that's how I started to learn about intuition. Cut to four years later, I am meeting with different book publishers and pitching my proposal. And one of the editors says, you know, we've backed books by Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra. And then our president, our founder is actually Shakti Gawain. And I was like, she's the author no of the way. book that changed her life. Yeah, right. she's the author of Living in the Light and New World Library is her publishing company. And I knew immediately, obviously, that was going to be who I went with. And mm -hmm. the message in my book is so much about intuitive action. So writing the book, the content of the book, having this call, the way the conversation went, it was all intuitive. It was all acting on intuition. It was all Shakti's teachings. And I, and I truly feel like it's an extension of her, of her concept. Yeah, and it's one of those things in life where uh, naysayers may say, oh, that's just coincidence, whatever. Um, and it's, of course, it's a, cho a choice to believe, but you know, it's basically the book that changed her life and that company and, and author is now part of the book that she's currently writing. So like the full circle of that, um, the meaning behind that. So that... That kind of stuff happens all the time. And I think that kind of stuff. Now, it didn't happen over a weekend, right? Yeah. It did happen over t a time. Um, I'll give you a quicker get, though. Yeah. I'll give you a quicker get. I had I was in a breathwork session, and it was very loud. Uh, a download or a message was, post this photo of yourself on Instagram mm -hmm. and say that you are coming out as the founder of a new wellness company and that you're raising in January and you're launching in February. Wait, real quick. When she says download, um, she's not talk talking about anything on your phone because we, you, she's talking about from, from your, your intuitive, Intuition. yeah, like yeah. an internal uh, message she's getting uh, that is that that's the download Dal downloading from intuition maybe from what subconscious to conscious yeah, yeah so basically when you're in you're very still when you're in breath work you're in meditation you might get images you might get messages you might see pictures and we consider those to be downloads they're kind of little nudges little nuggets of wisdom from the universe that give you some direction mm -hmm. so i got a very clear image of what i needed to post on instagram now my conscious mind was like absolutely not i'm not putting myself out there like that on social media i don't want to announce this new role yet because mm -hmm. i don't know if it's going to be successful but my intuition was so loud to post it so i did and the next day, an old friend from college actually reached out and said, I'm really curious about this venture. I, I want to hear about it. Pitched it to her and her husband. And within 48 hours, 100K was wired into Mastery's bank account for wow. me to. So though, it can happen very rapidly. Sure. And then some things are slow plays. But yeah. there's, there's serious power and magnetism to compound intuitive action. So let's talk about Mastery. What is it? What do you do? And how are you? Um helping people in this world. Well, you're now the new poster person. Yes, Mastery. as you can Thank see. 
So mastery is really a wellness experience where we use hypno breathwork to help people clear subconscious blocks and optimize their performance. So we work with corporate teams, we work with sports teams. We have an app that has over 80 sessions for whatever intention it is that you need that day. And then we have an action tracker to keep you accountable for living that life in alignment. So in 2024, we're doing a lot more events and activations, Mm -hmm. more collaborations and partnerships. So you'll definitely see more of us, but we want to make hypno breathwork accessible to everybody and creating and manifesting your dream life accessible to everyone. Hypno breathwork has changed your life when it comes to relationships, dating, love. Oh, shit. I didn't know we were going into this category. Damn. The the career stuff was the shallow end of the pool. And you're lucky I didn't throw you in because I usually push my guests from the back into the deep end. Um, But um, we went down the shallow end of the pool. I gave you a nice little runaway. Yeah. Now it's getting uncomfortable. All right. So um, what were some of your um, patterns and what were some of your struggles in relationships, dating, and love? And how have you used hypno breath work to um, reprogram? Well, I just want to start by being honest. Like I'm a lot messier in relationship than I am in business. Sure. Um, But I've changed dramatically, like astronomically Mm -hmm. as it pertains to relationship because I have this tool. I used to be very prone to toxic dynamics. Um, Definitely with somebody who used intimacy to fill emotional voids and attracted a lot of fuck boys. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that in here, but okay. Um, So I had very unhealthy toxic relationship patterns. And what was, so if you, if you were attracted to that, what was it about you that was, you know, wounded or unhealed to attract that? Damn, are we really going there? I mean, that's what this is about. All right, let's go there. Yeah. Um, this is uh, uh, the, 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 probably like a trauma bond thing. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I had a very inconsistent relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. So he lived in the Netherlands and I would only see him once a year. And mm-hmm. we were extremely close when I did spend the summers with him. But then it was, it was absolute silence when I would go back to the States. So this volatility of having someone's love. Yeah, intermittent. Then, intermittent yes. love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It created a very chaotic pattern for me Mm -hmm. that I would then recreate in my adult relationships where it was really intense, highly emotional, felt very wanted, and then just absolute distance and just emotional volatility that was unhealthy all around. And it created a lot of me kind of chasing and trying to prove my worth to a lot of men who didn't deserve that. And then also, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was like the hot crazy in my twenties. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That was kind of my thing. Exploration. Um, and, and, and was there something exciting about the, I love you get away, right? Was there something exciting because, um, did, 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 did men who all were, were, uh, attainable and, and present, um, were they boring, yeah. you know? And so something about quote unquote, uh, getting someone who, um, was un- unattainable in a way, right? Yeah. Because. I couldn't get my father to consistently love me, right? So then when I chased people who were also inconsistent, that conquest of getting them, you know, proving myself and making them commit to me was me trying to fulfill this childhood wound. And I was just chasing the wrong emotionally unavailable partners. Okay, put a bookmark there. I also want to participate in feeling discomfort and anxiety because it's not fair that you just do it. So (laughs) um, in our breathwork session, she was asking me about my dad imagine your dad what are some of the things that you want him to say to you as a child and uh when i was going through this um one of the things i'm realizing as a 50 year old man is because i my my parents never hit me um they were you know never quote unquote abusive 
I, I thought that, you know, I had a great childhood and that that doesn't impact my relationships. Um, but of course it does. My parents were never home. And so like her dad was never home in that he was whatever across the country. My dad was always at work. I didn't get any emotional milk. I was raised by pulp culture. So I had to do wheelies and backspins and learn how to fit in through some kind of ability, alling over trash cans or whatever I was into. Um, my parents never said you were good. Uh, I love you. I love you is not something Korean. I shouldn't say all Koreans, but in my it's, Korean family, it's, right? Yeah. It's not an Asian. It's yeah, yeah, it's not an Asian thing. So um, it was basically go to school, get good grades, mm -hmm. um, and we'll buy you Levi's and McDonald's so you could be American and fit in. Um, but I didn't get camping. I didn't get, you know, anything from dad that felt. And I, I think I got teary eyed because I was thinking about my daughter. And, and one of the things I've been saying to her is that uh, uh, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I've been saying you're my heart. And you are my soul uh, with eye contact, you know, and uh, I can't even imagine my dad saying that to me. It, it wouldn't even like it, it, that would never happen. Uh, he's not with us anymore. But so I started to imagine that him saying stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I wonder uh, my, my, my point is, I know I'm kind of taking the long way home. But my, my point is, I wonder how much. My uh, parents slash dad not being a part of my life and me growing up uh, by myself in the 80s um, impacts how I maneuver in relationships. So um, highly sexual um, and maybe using that as a shield for uh, authentic intimacy. Um, I'm anxiously attached. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still discovering and learning and things about myself, but I also think that um, I was attracting or attracted to women who had something taken from them. So it could have been their voice. It could have been their virginity. Mm. And so we, in a party, would always find each other. Wow. And that was kind of the sticky dynamic. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. But it does, it, it goes back to those relationships with your parents. And this is how you heal. This is how you attract a different caliber of person is by going in to your subconscious, seeing those memories, releasing the emotional charge and reparenting, imagining a situation where you were loved, where you did feel safe, where you mm -hmm. did feel valued. That is so healing. That makes you so much more whole to then attract another person who is whole. So I would do, I made a very conscious effort. Um, sort of when I went on that spiritual sabbatical that you went to Bali, I went to Bali, yeah. I went to India, I went to Peru. You, you did the whole eat, Thailand. love, pray. I did eat, pray, love. Eat, I pray, did. love. Yeah. Yeah. And I was cel celibate for a full year. Didn't drink, didn't eat me. I was just breathing and meditating and healing and just learning a lot about myself. And I, after that year, I thought, oh, I'm healed. This is the very naive thing that happens on the spiritual. Journey. Real quick. It's interesting. She was, um, 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 uh, not drinking, uh, meditating. What else were you not doing? I was, I was celibate. Whatever. Celibate, sober, all that. Uh, I found myself through more cycles, CrossFit and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for 10 years and you yeah. did. Yeah. Anyway, we go through our extremes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I went, I went through that phase and I really thought that I had healed so much of my past and, and I did. But then the interesting thing is then I was open to date again. And then I was like, holy shit, there's a whole new layer of things when there's mm. a person now involved in triggering a lot of my, yeah. yeah. Sure. But the interesting thing is I had to be so present. Like I had to be very present in dating because my patterns are still very automatic. They're very default. Mm -hmm. And I would have to breathe every day and get into my intuition. Like, is this healthy? Is this a healthy decision for me? And I ended up meeting somebody who was very kind 
just a grounded, Mm -hmm. present gentleman from New Zealand. If you know anything about people from New Zealand, they just make them nicer. Mm -hmm. And that was just not my type. He just wasn't my type. That was quote unquote boring. He wasn't, I wasn't bored by it, but I was just like, oh, this is just going to be for a temporary amount of time. I'm just trying something different. And he was so consistent. I think the consistency and also he was so growth mindset and open to, you know, doing breath work and meditating the spiritual practice. That was very attractive to me. And I stayed present with it. And now it's been four years and it's the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Um, He's absolutely wonderful. We still have our things. I still have my things. You know, I think I yelled the other day. I was like, I acted crazy again. Yeah, sure. But now we have this tool where we can breathe together, see the other person's perspective, get out of our ego, get out of our defense mechanisms, and truly resolve conflict in a much healthier way. I believe that we can heal through a relationship. I believe that if you are, um, and it's not just about being smart and picking someone logical, because of course there has to be attraction and banter and chemistry and all that. But if you um, get to a place where you believe that um, you have value and you deserve some things and you want a safe space and you start to have some non-negotiables, and you give yourself uh, a new love experience. And this is what I talk about a lot. Giving yourself a new love experience that starts to eclipse the old. And I'm not just talking about memories. I'm talking about imprints in your body, right? So how someone loves you, touches you, communicates with you, makes you feel. If that is new and different, um, mm. this, is the, this is the reprogramming. This is yeah. you now. Uh, giving your body a new experience that starts to eclipse the old and then what used to be attractive to you may start to to be uh, you may be repelled by and then you start forming new definitions through this new experience so um, it's not really about logically just having a checklist it's about actually giving yourself an experience and then through that experience having revelations and saying oh this is now what i want or this is this new thing or, or how i want to be loved or how i want to love um, so that that tends to be the the journey, and in that journey, there is healing. But I I really would encourage people to have a practice while you're in it, while you're experiencing something new, because your default will seem so loud. There's been so many times in my relationship with Steve where it's like, okay, run. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Done. So you're talking about the activation, the knee jerk, what you're yeah, used to. Yeah. So yeah. we snap back forever. You're gonna snap back. Exactly. So one of the misconceptions about healing is that oh, like I'm 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 healed. Uh, I almost don't like the word healed and enlightened and all that because it feels like once you're at the island, you're done. And that's not how life is. Um, Yes, you may have healed from things, but you still have this knee jerk or this reaction to this pattern that you're still working on. And some days you have it down and other days it's controlling. And then you snap yeah. back. And like you said, she was flipping tables before she. <laughs> flipping tables. Well, I do. I want to actually share this process that maybe we should do at a, at a retreat someday because we had Steve and I had a really rough summer and at the end of the summer I actually thought oh maybe we've outgrown each other or maybe Mm. it's time to go our separate ways and that was truly what I believed to be true and we both we had a really tough conversation where I thought we were gonna you know start talking through the logistics of breaking up Mm -hmm. and then we went to a hypno breathwork session about relationship and we saw similar to the cues I took you through but we saw when we first met we saw how mm. how much we revered each other in the beginning, how much we admired each other. We saw early memories of our relationship. We were both hysterically bawling. And we were bo- then we reconnected to our heart. We reconnected to who we were. Mm. And the question in Breathwork then was, what is your highest relationship like? And I saw him. 
so clearly. So my ego was like, leave, but my soul was like, stay. Mm. And so we ended up going, our intuitive action was to go talk about what had happened this summer and to reconnect. And we did this really cool practice where we both meditated like by the ocean and I would, I would meditate and then speak. He would meditate and then respond so that we weren't attacking and blaming and just trying to get our point across. And it was this really beautiful moment where we just shifted our relationship. And now we feel stronger than ever. This is something that um, I would love uh, to do more with Vanessa. I'm sure she feels the same way because uh, she's all about meditation, um, yoga, groundedness, feeling Mm -hmm. safe, connection. it seems like what happens is when you do breath work, especially as a couple, and you feel, or like you said, you felt that um, um, the answer to the question, uh, who, who is it? What, who is the highest? What is the highest version of love? Like? What is the highest version of love? And she saw Steve. Um, if you can see your person and feel that, I feel like all the things that you are fighting about become small yeah right and just because ego shrinks and you're feeling something like now you're kind of at a spiritual level Mm -hmm. there's something happening greater than you there's a knowing there's a feeling and so the little things in the mundane the day-to-day that we bicker over that become big fights those kind of fade to the wayside and you kind of get stripped to the core of why this thing has legs or why you guys yeah. are with each other. You're reminded of your love. And I think that can be powerful. Yeah. Well, because when you're in conflict, you're just, uh, most of us are still that wounded little boy, little girl. We're just reacting. Caring. We're just yeah. throwing peas at the wall. Yeah and, yeah. We're, and we're not reacting to just the conflict at hand. It's every time the guy didn't hear me. It's every time I felt unseen or unsafe and that's being projected right. onto that circumstance. Also, if there's anger and resentment, because you're in a relationship where people are loving around each other, not with, um, it's not about the dirty socks. It's not because he didn't put this plate away. There's other stuff happening. That's just on the surface of why, but there's, um, deeper stuff that needs to be worked through. Yeah. Oh, we have tools now. Yes. Yes. So, um, I, I, I just, I wanted to talk about relationships briefly because, um, when we talk about breath work, hypno breath work, uh, visualization, meditation, all of this kind of stuff, um, you know, most people are usually career oriented. They don't think like this can actually uh, help relationships. And I love that you guys did it as a couple. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about that you could do these as a, as a couple, right? You have to do these for your business and your career because everything is connected. And if things at home are awful, that mm-hmm. affects your focus, oh, that affects yeah. your clarity, That's your true. concentration, that your creativity. True. So we have to be able to use these for whatever relationship, not just our significant other. If you have conflict with your sibling and mm-hmm. with a parent, like mm-hmm. these are things that need to be cleared so that you can perform at your highest clarity. I really believe if things aren't good at home, it's hard for yeah. me to even concentrate on business. Totally. You know? Anything else you want to say about um, hypno breath work, what you've learned, revelations? Uh, you've been very busy going everywhere uh, doing this to various people, all different levels. Yeah, I would ju- I would just say stay open, stay open to the practice. You know, breathwork is definitely hitting the mainstream. It's becoming yeah. more of an umbrella term. There's a lot of different styles, a lot of techniques. What I kind of found on my journey was it was extremely cathartic, but it didn't necessarily help people with a specific intention or help them with integration. And that's what Mm -hmm. we've really done with adding the hypnosis is so you know what milestone, what behavior, what characteristic, 
you know, what conflict you're really trying to resolve that day so that you can be a better person every day so that you can operate as, as your highest self. But this work does take consistency, right? We wouldn't work yeah. out once and expect to be right. physically fit. So you can't expect to do hypno breath work once and be emotionally fit. It's the same with uh, sauna and ice plunging. It's, yeah. you know, you kind of have to have to thread it into your life. Um, do you think that most people aren't living at their potential because there is a subconscious blockage? You really want me to answer that? I would say 99.9%. Yeah, no, no, I, I want you to answer that because no, I don't think most people do. I think most people blame their stuckness on something logical. Like I don't have enough time or I don't have no. enough money or I, or, you know what I'm talking about? And so, um, 99.9% she says that there's not living up to their highest potential. Yes. Because there's something blocking you internally. I know it sounds a little abstract, but it's subconscious and that could be a limited belief. That could be uh, stuff that happened in childhood. That it could be a bunch of things, right? So, um, it's using- just not belief. It's actually, if I could really distill mm, it down, what is it then? It's just not believing in yourself, not believing. Oh, that not you're, believing. Yeah, not believing that you're capable yeah. of these really big dreams and these big visions and mm -hmm. this big potential. Somewhere along the journey, the boss, the parent, the significant other diluted that, knocked your confidence, your your doubt, right, your fear, right. whatever that looks like. And people just don't believe that they're capable of doing anything that they want to do. Like the, the beauty of discovering your purpose, which is what my book is about, is nothing was wasted. But what you need to do is, is look back a little bit and understand the choices that you made in career, in skill, in experiences, in the network, and start to combine them in really interesting ways. Start to understand the through line of your curiosities and your passions and what you want solved in the world. And then having the belief and the courage to start to go after it. I think too many people are playing it safe. Too many people are, are scared of you know not having financial security and they're not going after their dreams and and it's possible for everyone, especially with this work. So you know we all know that belief in self is everything, right? Everything begins or ends there. Um, a lot of people, uh, I mean, I don't want to judge this, but a lot of people think like affirmations or power posting and other things that they, that, that may be helpful, but they're not things that like kind of to the core change you, you know, and I think what we're talking about um, is something that is more inside out instead of outside in. So it's not about um, just reminding yourself that you can. Uh, it's a it's it's a deeper it's a deeper through this work, getting to a place where you truly believe. Um, after my session with you, I she asked me how I felt and I felt how I feel after, you know, a five minute ice plunge, uh, when, 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 when your body thinks it's dying, the dopamine and the chemical reset, when you come out of ice, um, there's a moment of so much high energy. Uh, I mean, I guess it's compared to like cocaine where you feel like you feel like you could, uh, run through a tree. You feel like you could, you could walk through walls. Uh, you feel invincible. And I felt some of that after our session, I felt because uh, we're talking in the session a lot about career and stuff. I felt um, invincible. I felt it's like I felt invincible, but not from a posturing place. I felt invincible and not from a, me having to prove myself place. I felt invincible from a grounded, uh, solid self place from a place of, oh, I can do things and I'm here to do things. Not watch me tap dance. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important what you just said. And I think it, hopefully this is relatable for everyone because 
we're out here, right? We're doing it. We're doing the thing that, that we care about. This gives us purpose. We want to make a positive impact in the world, but there's levels to this. Mm. And we will still come up against our blocks of where we want to go because of things that have happened in the past. For example, your screenwriting career could have knocked yeah. your confidence and that could have been an unconscious block, right? Yeah, 100%. I, I've seen things of not getting invited to the birthday party when I was seven years old, mm. making me feel like I'm not going to be liked or the fear of being judged or mm. fear of not being understood or fear of being seen. These are things that we work on, that we're constantly growing so that we can continue up leveling and, and making the impact we want to in the world as well. Yeah. So uh, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Francesca Sitma, or you can go to my website, francescasitma.com. I have a certification for this work. I have a Bali retreat. And then obviously we have the mastery app. Uh, spell your last name. S-I-P-M-A. Yes. Um, you could see the session she did with me on my Instagram. I'll post it on my feed. And um, if you're coming to um, my men's miserable fuck retreat in December, um, one of her coaches will be there doing hypno breath work. And uh, if you're in my circle, another one of our coaches will be doing, you're totally jumping into all my stuff. <laughs> I and I wonder if she manifested that. I, I just realized it's, all, it's, all, it's leaking into all my channels. And you, and you yeah. emailed me about it. I, said that I surrendered. I let, I let it happen. <laughs> see, how powerful, see how powerful that is? She didn't do shit. I came to her. Anyway, um, so if you want to get a taste of this, um, jump into my circle, come to my retreat, um, or just download the app. It's M-A-S-T-R-Y. Thank you for listening. Be well. Mm-hmm.